Good morning and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie. How are you today? Good morning, Pam. It has been quite the week. Um, (laughs) But I'm thankful to say I'm well today. I'm glad to see our dear friends on both coasts are up and in the chat room. They are. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Ellie, God bless you for waking up this early, and it's so good to see Elena in the chat room. Uh, you got, you just got praise from Elena. Uh, always great music choices, Pam. Always try. Yes. Always try. Many try, but this, you succeed. This is actually part of my Spotify playlist of all things SR podcast music. So. Oh, we should. We should definitely uh, we could put that out there yeah it's, it's <laughs> got six hours of music in it so why not <laughs> I, I think and it's all good. forced we might uh, we might need to promote that and see mm. uh, get people downloading it oh and i see ashley and anna are on good morning so yes it is memorial day weekend in the u.s it is it yes is. yes yes i see brenda's joining um seems like my uh it's, my mixler is lagging a little bit, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Ashley's watching Stranger Things, wishing everyone a happy Memorial Day. Yes, Stranger yes. Things dropped it, last night, which I was shocked because I had in my mind it was not coming out until July. Uh-huh. So this was kind of like a special bonus. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting for my, my daughter to return from the Outer Banks. We were going to watch it together. Oh, that'll so. be nice. That'll be yeah. nice. Yeah. I read this morning uh, that I will be, this will, they're going to do one more season of Stranger Things. Oh, wow. I thought I, I'm, that's great to know because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if they were going to do another one. So that's exciting. Yeah, they're going to do five. So. I love that. Oh, my gosh. And that is a remarkable show if you've never seen it i highly recommend and make sure you um, have plenty of waffles sometimes <laughs> yes waffles are required uh, lego my ego <laughs> <laughs> july is the second part for ju- season four i knew they were doing the season i knew they were doing it in two parts i just thought it started in july not in may which is exciting and mm-hmm. good morning cheryl from hotlanta uh, Ellie, Ellie said she was yes. uh, started watching it with Xander last night. Oh, nice. that's great! And Anna's noting it's still a, a rainy morning in Western PA. So much for spray paint freshening my porch wicker. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait on that one. I know it's been. They actually, I just saw the news um, in our local region and national weather service is checking to confirm if there were tornadoes in lancaster county and chambersburg and these are all places that are about 45 minutes from me uh, and probably about an hour and a half from sealands grove so trying to put things in perspective for the sr fans well betty i that i'm sorry you can't join us today but hello and have a great weekend Yes, sending you hugs, sending your mom and dad and family hugs as well. Hope everyone's feeling better and um, so glad you can say hi. Mom's doing good after her procedure yesterday. So anyway, anyway, so yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend and it's the weekend where we celebrate our veterans. Yes, I actually looked up a couple fun facts about Memorial Day. Would you like to hear them? Sure. Um, and I'll put the link to this article in the chat. Um, Memorial Day, uh, right now, you know, now is celebrated with cookouts and family gatherings, but um, it really is an, a day of remember, a day of honoring men and women who've died in the U.S. military service. So it is a, actually founded in a solemn holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, It began a few years after the Civil War in 1868. An organization of Union veterans established the holiday, which had been called Decoration Day, as a time to decorate the graves of fallen soldiers with flowers. And from them, even until now, 
it's observed at Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. by decorating um, the graves. And I know they do this at uh, Gettysburg as well, um, which is they have a battlefield for um, the Civil War um, heroes who were fallen on that battleground. So as even though it started in the Civil War, um, a lot of people make pilgrimages to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington, D.C. It actually became a federal holiday in the U.S. in 1971, uh, taking place on the last Monday in May. Well, it was always uh, a holiday because my, my grandmother was a Gold Star mother. Yeah. Uh, my, my dad's brother died during in World War II. And they uh, there was a, always a parade. And we would go to my grandmother's house to watch it when we were kids. Because mm-hmm. she would get picked up by the Gold Star Mothers to be taken. They they would go to the monument in their town that had all the war dead on it from all the different wars. And uh, so she could hear his name be read. Mm. There, there, was, there are so many people who do remembrances. Um, many mark Memorial Day with an official moment of remembrance at 3 p.m. local time, which I didn't realize. Did you know that, Pam? No, that I didn't know. Any Anybody out in the field, the U.S. folks, know that? Um, during the 3 p.m. moment, Amtrak conductors sound one long whistle in honor of those who died for service. Um, poppies have become a symbol of Memorial Day um, because they're mentioned in the 1915 poem by Canadian soldier John McCrae in Flanders Fields. So and a fellow uh, countryman of SR. Uh, I also know poppies uh, are relevant in um, the UK as well. Yeah, in um, November for Veterans Day. For Veterans Day, yeah. but they, they've used that here. Um, some southern states celebrate a Confederate Memorial Day, um, which was interesting to me that they included that fact, but I guess honoring their forefathers. The first Indianapolis 500 race took place on Memorial Day, and the Lincoln Memorial was dedicated by then Chief Justice William Taft on Memorial Day. Hmm. Um, so just and and your your former home state, Pam, New York was the first state to recognize it as an official holiday. Mm-hmm. So and this link will have has trivia and links to trivia and all that kind of stuff from Parade Magazine. Yeah, yeah and it's weird because you know, in I remember growing up, we lived in Richmond, Virginia, when I was a little girl. Right, and. I remember my parents were shocked because we didn't get Memorial Day off from school. Mm. Mm-hmm. And because they did in Pennsylvania. But we always got out of school either just after or around Memorial Day. Well, yeah, I think, you know, we take it for granted that it's a holiday, but I guess every state determines if it's a uh, actual day off holiday or not and, and we're talking the 60s here so yeah you know well actually it might might have changed when it became a federal holiday if it is a federal holiday then schools would be off yeah so so because it used to be on the actual day which i think was like may 30th mm. and then uh, it changed once they started moving all the holidays so that you know you got the, a three-day weekend as opposed to being off somewhere in the middle of the week yeah so, yeah. Annie. Ellie Ellie noted, I had no relatives that died while in service, but we also do honor those who served like mm-hmm. on Memorial Day or on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. So looking up to my dad and uncles and those who have passed as well as those living vets out there along with those who died during service. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's it's a good in, in the U.S. we have Memorial Day, which are those who passed honoring the, the their great sacrifice. And then Veterans Day, honoring all of those who served. Um, and if you talk to people in military, they are very specific about that. Uh, I work for a service disabled veteran um, mm-hmm. who served in the Gulf Wars. And he's, he's always very, <laughs> he, he makes sure people understand the difference, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I also, um, I don't know if I still have it out there or even if I, if I have it. I um, actually wrote a blog post many years ago when I was doing um, 
uh, blogs for work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have it out there. I'll, I'll look for it. And if I find it, I'll post it. But it's, uh, I haven't written in the blog for, okay, I don't even want to tell you how many years. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, who knows, Pam, that could be uh, where you uh, begin your, uh, your, your, your books. <laughs> Keep you dreaming. can start, you can start Keep your blog post. <laughs> <laughs> Keep dreaming on that one. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I was just Googling you, by the way, to see if I could find it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll but find have... lots of things out there with me, I'm sure. Oh, it's all your podcast stuff, but there mm -hmm. is another Pam uh, Langworthy. There's one in Great uh, Britain. Apparently, there's one in Alaska. Mm -hmm. uh, the, and the, New Mexico. Well, the one yeah. in, the, what I find funny is my the first friend I connected to on Facebook when I first signed up was a Pam Langworthy from Great Britain because <laughs> we had the same name. So she would, you know, we contact each other every now and then say hello, but for the most part, you know, it's like you got the same name. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway. love it. I absolutely love it. And so anyway, we are got, We've got a little bit from SR's world. Yes. Um, well, actually, before we head into SR's world, mm -hmm. I did want to note uh, Elena also mentioned our local parade is timed so that the local vets group drops memorial wreaths into the river from the bridge around 3 p.m. So they do have a 3 p.m. Um, notation up in Maine. The river happens to run through the middle of town, so they do the 21 gun salute, play taps, and drop the wreaths. Very you moving. Wow, make, that is a beautiful remembrance. That, that would make sense because I because when I lived in Hastings on Hudson, New York, um, I used to march in the parade every now and then because Patrick was in Little League and the Little Leaguers. Mm -hmm. Between Cub Scouts and Little League, we would always be in the parade. Oh. And, um, you know, the parade would start at two. And, I mean, we're not talking about Macy's parade. <laughs> we're talking, you know, you start at the firehouse at, uh, around the corner and work yourself around. And, uh, which was fine. And then, but we would come up and by the time, you know, the, the state senator or house or representative person or whomever would come and, and make a speech and uh, in front of the VFW and then they'd have the 21 gun salute. But it was also the year that I decided I was going to get Patrick and his friends with silly string. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he was not happy. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, Ellie, Ellie also noted um, it's the last week it fell here for her during the last week of regular school. So three-day weekend heading into Xander's first week or last yes, week of eighth grade. He's going and she will now have kids, two kids in high school next year. Sending you extra coffee, Very Ellie. Thought. That's fantastic. It's such a good time. Enjoy every moment. That's it's, It really is. I know it can be arduous, mm -hmm. but it's exciting to see your and, young ones you know and, grow and explore oh yeah and it was always fun with, in my house because my sister was younger than me and she and i'm the one that always got in trouble and didn't do anything didn't do anything to deserve it my sister would sneak out of the house on friday nights or saturday nights at you know like 11 30 12 o'clock and run around with her friends till about 3 30 in the morning mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> I was always home on time. <laughs> the one that always got in trouble. <laughs> I, I know. I just, I, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't either. But, and, and now, and now I'm still the one that's always getting into trouble. And my sister is as straight as an arrow. <laughs> so, anyhow. It's all, it's all, it's always an adventure, Pam. Oh, yes. As you know. Oh, and, life is an and, adventure. And it's and, uh Yes, and speaking of adventures, mm -hmm. let's uh, get our news of our, our fellow adventurer, SR. Sure. 
Uh, Tatiana has told SR that Gabriel's Promise will be, re will be released in Russian by Exmo Press in June-July. And he'll be doing a chat with the SR Fans Russia group. They just need to uh, schedule it. Um, I'm really glad to yeah. hear that. They've been waiting a long time. And I know Tatiana has worked really hard. She's very diligent about it. To yeah. get, you know, to, to advocate to have this book translated. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you, Tatiana, and the SR fans for getting getting that translation because uh, you're going to love it. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, Gabriel's Promise has been released in Danish by Dreamlit. And SR provided a link if anybody was interested. Um, he's also been hearing from Italian readers who would like the Italian translation of, of Gabriel's Promise. And he's been encouraging them to reach out to TEA Libri, my Italian publisher of all the other Gabriel books to ask for it. I'm putting those links in in case anyone wants to Excellent. Um, purchase the Danish or the Italian. Or, or, or contact advocate the Italian. for the Italian. Yeah. Yes. Um, he says also uh, he published a release from the trailer of the new book that he's writing, both on Facebook and on Twitter. And, you know, I've already seen a couple of really nice uh, edits for it from Kenzie and I believe um, uh, JC. And, you know, so feel free to make your edit and put it in and promote it for him. Uh, he said that there's a lot of research has gone into this book because he's he's uh, he's hoping to finish it this year, if not this summer, but he doesn't have a, re a release date yet. But he's making progress. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so exciting. Yes. I'm uh, seeing if I can. I've got Lucy is one character's name, and I... I, I don't remember whether he's mentioned the male character's name yet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Lucy is French-Canadian, and the male is uh, from Spain. Spanish. Mm -hmm. Spanish. Uh, also, he wants to extend his condolences to all the American readers for their most recent school shooting in Texas. Uh, he's very sorry. And I join my voice and yours in saying something has to be done. To prevent these tragedies from happening, especially to children. Yes, because sadly, this Memorial Day is not just memorializing the fallen war dead. We're memorializing another tragedy in our country. And it's been very hard to take. So I have to thank the community because I feel like having others... And having these beautiful books and words to step away from some of these harder um, realities that we face during the day, I think is really important and really key to mental health. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Leslie before we got on, I said, for whatever reason, this particular tragedy has hit me harder than others. I mean, I, I know I when my son was in high school, you know, we had Columbine. And for about a month and a half afterwards, there was I was picking him up from school once a week because somebody had made a threat. And uh, so this, I and I, I'm only I can only think it's because my granddaughter's ten years old, and and some of those poor kids were ten years old when they were brutally brought down. So anyway, so I'm glad for the community because it does help lift your spirits. It it helps that the community is there with you for different times so. yes and you know as SR always um, you know ends um, especially often he'll, he'll write this but again he wishes peace to all of us mm -hmm. he's wishing peace be with you all this week mm -hmm. and I think we could use a little of that so thank you SR yeah definitely and I was looking, I was trying to post a link from the Facebook page to his, um, to his little excerpt from the new book. Mm -hmm. 
so I will be doing that while. Uh, well, if you want to start uh, the chapter, I'll, then I'll I'll go through and look. Yeah, I'll start because we are now all the way up to chapter fifty-seven. Hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are still. As Betty, I know, who had to leave early today, would tell us, we're still in Miami. <laughs> so, um, bienvenido a Miami. We are in Miami, and we are actually at this beautiful property where the Emersons are staying. And Julia says, this is interesting. And she handed Gabriel her phone to look at an email. And they were sitting in the cabana at the hotel just a few feet from the ocean, which is where I'd want to be right now. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Full disclosure. Um, Claire was in a small child's cabana resting atop a towel surrounded by toys. So you can just see this scene. And again, I would love to see this on film because I think it would just be great to see them with this little baby. Um, so Claire would complain every now and then. Uh, because she was on her back and then she flipped over and um, she <laughs> Julie would move her back to uh, being on her back and she'd keep flipping over and Julie is like yes this happens quite often and Gabriel asked as he was looking at the phone who who is the email from because he's squinting since they're in you know outside in the sun and Julia said it was from Professor Wodehouse. You know, as, as you guys remember, the good professor mm-hmm. had, uh, had uh, spoken out uh, when Julia was at her, one of her earlier academic events. Mm-hmm. And uh, she caught his attention. Um, and it was a bit daunting. Oh, there's Diana. Good morning. Good morning. Glad you could join us. So we're in chapter 57 and Gabriel's reading a text uh, Julia received from Professor Wodehouse. And Gabriel asked if she had been invited to give a paper. And she said, yes. Uh, In fact, uh, the professor was inviting her to present her paper on Guido Montefeltro, which is the, the whole discussion that brought her into uh, many, many of the of academia's eyes um, for her, her new take on this topic. And Professor wanted her to deliver it the first day of the workshop. Um, and Gabriel noted it's quite the honor. Um, and I, I dare say, I, I think he was really impressed that uh, Professor Wodehouse asked her to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it's particularly the fact that she is pursuing her doctorate, so she's still in school, and um, he thought that was a really good honor for her. Um, Julia told him uh, that she was concerned because uh, it could make her very conspicuous, um, and Gabriel believed, you know, it would draw attention, but she should definitely do this. Uh, Don Wodehouse had already heard her paper. The paper had been published, and he probably wanted her to provoke the attendees, as, as Gabriel said. So, you know, I think the fact that, you know, when she was working on this, uh, Wodehouse was interested in it. And now that it's actually gone through the process, was strengthened by his comments and the comments of many others and her additional research, you know. They want to hear more or less the the final product, so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, he suffers no fools like Catherine suffers no fools. Right, right. So the fact that he's interested in this is high, truly high praise. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Julia was scrolling through the email, she just said, "I'm not sure." After all, you know, he's actually giving a paper regarding Ulysses after her. So, you know, she was kind of going to be the, the, the warm-up band, so to speak. And then Wodehouse is doing this paper on Ulysses. And, you know, she just, she didn't know. I feel like she was still feeling like she doesn't belong in that level of 
academic discussion. Um, so we asked SR, were Gabriel surprised um, at the Wodehouse invitation? And SR said, Julia is shocked. Remember, this comes on the heels of her presentation at Ox Oxford and Gabriel's Redemption, um, where Wodehouse asked some pointed questions. So I'm putting that uh, in the chat box. And then we asked him another question as well. And we um, asked him specifically about the Wodehouse presentation. Why did you select Ulysses as Wodehouse's paper topic? And SR said, um, this has to do with Dante. I had in mind that Wodehouse was familiar with the circle of the fraudulent in which Ulysses and Guido are situated. Um, parens. We encounter Ulysses in Canto 26 of the Inferno, but Guido shows up in Canto 27. He said, but I also had in mind that he had done research on Ulysses rather than Guido. So Julianne's research is related to his, but something he hadn't worked on specifically, which I think is really, I was hoping he'd answer that question because I was curious if, if there was a specific thread that kind of connected what Wodehouse was interested in to what Julia was researching. And in fact, there is. Um, and I thought that was pretty uh, remarkable. And it just kind of shows and demonstrates a little bit of how SR constructs his, his uh, storylines. So I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. um, so Gabriel swung his legs over the chaise and went to pick up Claire, telling Julia that's all nonsense. When Julia told him Cecilia was going to be there, he reminded her the paper had first been read by Cecilia and she had endorsed it. Um, and I think Julia had a little concern that, you know, Cecilia is going to be at this big event and she's going to do something, right? Um, mm -hmm. And Julia was concerned she might not agree with it now. And Gabriel said if she did that, Wodehouse would have her for breakfast. <laughs> and I love that line. And I think he's absolutely right. And I think Cecilia is, even though it seems like some of her jealousy is clouding her judgment, in that mm -hmm. particular case, I really think I, I couldn't see her being that completely blinded because she did. She was the one who has been guiding Julia through this this paper. Um after Catherine, right? So mm -hmm. when Catherine, when she graduated and got into her master's studies, or I mean, started her PhD, this was, you know, Cecilia was a guiding hand. And if she would turn on her, then she would really, um, she, she'd lower herself in the, in the eyes exactly, of the, of the exactly. Yeah. She would cause her, she would cause a lot of, um, negative opinions, um, coming her way. So Gabriel said Wodehouse had invited her and that it was his workshop and his reputation. Um, Gabriel reached into the children's cabana then and retrieved the book, The Runaway Bunny, which Claire reached for and chattered away. So Julia was kind of thinking about what he said. And then she also mentioned that she received another email, um, this one from Graham Todd. Julia proceeded to tell him that he was teaching a graduate class on angels and demons in the Divine Comedy, mm -hmm. which I think would be really fun to attend. Mm -hmm. um, also, she noted that he said he was teaching class in Renaissance poetry for undergraduates and asked Julia if she would be interested in being his teaching assistant. The position would not be onerous, and while there may not be a stipend, he could offer her an honorarium. And it would also give her experience, um, which I think I had, I gotten that email, you know, offering a position at, at the university of Edinburgh, I would be, You'd be right there. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, let me book my flight, please. That's great. That's true. But you don't have Cecilia on your, uh, your back 
threatening you in some respects. This is true, but I think this helps build the case, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because this would give her a higher profile. So Gabriel was all in for that idea. He said he thought it sounded like fun. And also he thought that someone with the possible, uh, possibly an English woman with the initials KP has been talking and Julia's like, oh, you mean Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. I know. Every time he says, he writes that, I think that. Well, I think of the TV show growing up as a kid. I, but mm-hmm. I, as much as I loved the first movie with Gail Gadot, mm-hmm. I always think of, um, what was her name? Linda Carter. Linda Carter. <laughs> yeah. She's fantastic. She, she, yeah, it was a fun show when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. so Gabriel shakes, shaking his head, and he, he couldn't believe that Rachel had gotten her that T-shirt. You know, <laughs> Rachel's. A but come on, it's Rachel. It is. Right? It is. Am I right? This is. It's such a Rachel thing to it do. It is, and 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 God bless her for it because she brings some. Um, some less stodgier humanity <laughs> to the story. Because <laughs> Gabriel can be pretty uh, pretty much up, up Intense. Up. Yes. So anyway, so she said, you know, Julie reminded him that she'd probably never wear it. <laughs> Which I, I kind of get the idea that she probably wouldn't either, but uh, it would, as Gabriel says, he thought, you know, he'd put lay money on the fact that maybe uh, she'd have it framed <laughs> and have it in her office. <laughs> like I should have done with the Charles Barkley signed T-shirt that my son got many years ago. Yes. But he wore I it a hundred times and the signature wore out. But anyway, um, she, she, and while she's thinking of it, it reminded her of the children in the orphanage uh, that thought he was Superman. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene. It's mm-hmm. Superman. Clark Kent. And then, uh, you know, so she, so he turns around to her. He's like, oh, but you were my lowest link. <laughs> and this reminded Julia that she's decided she wants to go back to Florence this summer. And, uh, and she wanted to be able to spend time with Maria at the orphanage. And uh, she's looking at Gabriel and going, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, please. And mm-hmm. uh, he said uh, that he would like to also be there, but possibly that Maria has been adopted. And uh, which, would, I be, thought that which was, would be nice. Yeah, I thought that was a good, well, first of all, I love, I love that she wants to go back to Florence. Who wouldn't want to go back to Florence? I, I think... And I think that was kind of their intention, you know, when, when Gabriel presented this mm-hmm. beautiful gift to her, you know, that was, that was the thoughts, you know, that they would be spending time there when they weren't in, in, in their academic year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they weren't home in Sealands Grove uh, with family for holidays. So true, true. And I, it has I, such, I love that. such great memories for them, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, so it's a place they hold in their heart, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think now as well, even yeah. though it wasn't referenced, having that um, after the attack, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that could be a place of Solace. refuge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she realizes that Maria may, you know, may have been ad- adopted, but they'd also like to be able to introduce Claire to the city. And their mm-hmm. friends, which that's understandable. Oh, um, yeah. You know, she does have that book that Auntie Catherine gave her <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, go well. So anyway, so they, they reminded her also that uh, they had lent the house to Rachel and Aaron for the uh, last couple of weeks in April. So maybe they could go back later, like in, into May or something. Uh, and Julie agreed to that, and she was, you know... And he also said that he was waiting for the uh, executive or the producer from the BBC for the dates for the interview, which would probably happen in uh, the, when they were in Oxford. And 
and uh, you know she was and Julie was fine with that as long as Rebecca could go with them which is a great opportunity for Rebecca because Oxford is a beautiful place oh absolutely and I think that would give Julia comfort as well having another set of hands mm -hmm. absolutely and uh, you know just the whole vibe of Oxford and uh, just love that place. Anyway, um, that's another place I'd like to go back to outside of Florence. Mm. Uh, so Gabriel looked at the book and started to read The Runaway Bunny to baby Claire. And, uh, you know, the other thing was is that they didn't think that uh, Professor Woodhouse would be able to sign up uh, Claire to the workshop. She might be a little bit too young. So it's another reason why they wanted Rebecca to go with them. So he's slowly, you know, as he's reading to Claire, he's holding the book and he's got the pictures in front of her and he's reading. He would ask her questions <laughs> and wait to see if they would be answered. And, uh, but she played rapt attention to the pages and when the book was finished, he then started another. How sweet would that be on film? How cute would that scene be? Oh my gosh, melt my heart right there. Mm -hmm. right on the spot it'd be so <laughs> so adorable and Julia's sitting there snapping pictures of them with her phone <laughs> oh of course how of course. could she not you have to so the next day the uh, following morning uh, Gabriel insisted upon Julia being pampered at the spa which is something I could use um, I know so he's sitting on the floor with a uh, with um, Claire and they're playing playing with blocks and the cell phone rings and it's sort of an inopportune time because Claire's now complaining that the phone's ringing and she just wants to be there with her dad playing with the blocks. But he, he gets Claire into the high chair and fastens her in and he answers his FaceTime call with Dottore Vitali. <laughs> oh. And Anna's so. going exploding ovaries. Yes, and mm -hmm. Elena said they have to do it, mm -hmm. <laughs> meaning filming. Mm -hmm. Oh, so sweet. I love it. Hopefully someday we'll find out yes or no. So mm -hmm. so they greeted each other and, and, you know, checking on each other and how we're doing. Dr. Tommy's shuffling papers on, on his desk. And he's uh, calling in regard to the memento mori. And he had told he told Gabriel that you know, he had not used Gabriel's name, but that he hadn't been able to discover anything either. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told him that he had been approached to, from time to time by other museums to buy things, and and you know there's so much that has to go into, because some of them are legitimate sellers, some right. of them are, are not, and um, he may have been approached by various people to sell these valuable pieces at times and uh you know you got to check to make sure the ownership's legitimate and, and uh, what have you so he reached out to a few to see if they seen had seen it but no they hadn't and uh Gabriel thanked him for trying so I just think how disappointing how disappointed I should say Gabriel felt when that possible opportunity to get information kind of turned up nothing. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's tried so hard to track down what's the provenance and mm -hmm. who was behind mm -hmm. this home invasion. And I, I, I felt for him. I felt for him when he got that call, especially after all the, they were having such a um, good time mm -hmm. and they had such positive news coming their way with the invitation by Don Wodehouse for Julia to present and then this opportunity for her to be a teaching assistant and you know then he having time with little Claire and then this whole um, you know call from Vitali just saying look I'm not finding anything on this and this is after Nicholas had looked into stuff too yeah so I, and they'd gone even I, gone through Interpol and yeah it's like a lot very perplexing I think mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um well, Dr. Vitali suggested that it's possible that it came from a private collection mm -hmm. and it was handed down over time. And, you know, sometimes families don't 
know what they have. Case in point, a painting that was found at a garage sale for five dollars, and it had uh, like a, uh, I think, the, an original copy of the Constitution or the uh, uh, that's Declaration right. of Independence on the back of it. Right. Um, you don't know what you have. You don't. And I've heard of people that have gotten paintings that they thought, oh, it's a nice reproduction of a Van Gogh or whatever, and it turns out it's the real thing, and it's worth lots and lots of money. Um, so they, you know, and I can understand that. He, he says, he, he, but he could tell them that no one was looking for it, so it's not something anybody thought that they lost. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't in any of the databases, uh, and no one has inquired about selling it. Uh, so he now is feel, feeling uneasy about loaning it to the museum because we know that at the uh, Petit Palais, they do have, um, or Palazzo, however you pronounce it, um, the uh, the other part of that. Right. Because wonder, wonderful Judith. Yes. Was ho- so hopeful that the, the uh, that piece would be reunited with the original so mm-hmm. it would be complete. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, you know, and, but he did, you know, it's, he needed to know how it came onto his property. So I can understand why he's doing it. And it, even though it was disappointing to Dr. Vitali, I can understand his wanting to know what the provenance was uh, so that it would, you know, it's, it's a legitimate, I mean, if you look right now at some of the Egyptian uh, artifacts that are in a lot of museums, that are being claimed back by the Egyptian because they were not received in the right way. Right. So, Well, there's a huge movement, and there has been for a long time, the idea of if it's originated in your country, it needs to be housed in your country. Mm-hmm. And that's really been, and it is the three-quarter time show already, which I can't yes. believe. Um, but that's, you know, that's been going on for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of organizations are, um, they are very, they kind of treat it on a case-by-case basis. Well, for this thing, yes, it should go back to your country, but I'm keeping this one, right? Mm-hmm. Until we find out what, what the story is with it. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, there's things from Greece that are in the UK that should belong in Greece, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of things from Egypt are all over the place. That should oh, belong University, in Egypt. University of Pennsylvania has a huge uh, Egyptian collection. Yes, they do. In, and in fact, if anyone has a chance to go to Philadelphia to see that, it it's is marvelous. remarkable. Um, and I'm not saying it should only stay in the country. I think it just should have, the, the it should be long. It should be it should the the ownership of it mm-hmm. should be in that country and then they could the country can decide to put it on loan for and, others and as, but that's uh, that's just my personal opinion and as elena points out you know the the break in is still open to them and he just doesn't he feels like he a bit of a failure in the future protection of his family and he needs that resolved right in order to do to know what he's going to do with it so, right. I mean, they're they're in Miami, in part because they wanted to get away, and it it is kind of hanging over their heads that mm-hmm. they, you know, they don't feel that they can safely return. So, Doctor Vitali, uh, you know, he 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 was disappointed, but he he let it go a little bit, and he also asked if Gabriel and Joy were thinking about coming to Florence anytime soon. And he said, well, you know, we've just been talking about that, with two, uh, that he and Julianne have been discussing it, and it would probably be in May when they went. And so Dr. Vitali thought that would be great, and but he'd arranged to have the carving returned to him. They said their goodbyes, and Gabriel thought, another dead end. So to take off, shake off his disappointment, he decided to grab Claire out of the chair and say, let's go for a walk while Mommy's out. Claire makes everything better. Yes, she does. Yes, she Claire does. can distract Daddy in the best way possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so sweet. Yeah, I, you know, I, I feel for him. I really do. Um, and then also, he's going to have to share with Julianne that 
he heard from Vitaly and it, it, it didn't turn up anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think he may get to a point, they may get to a point where they have to accept that they are not going to know and they're going to have to prepare themselves to move forward, you know, or else it's always going to be something that holds them back, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and of course, Julia is going to be coming back from the spa. So I'm sure he won't tell her right away. He's probably <laughs> going to wait. Um, but I, I, I just, you know, what would you do in that position, Pam? Do something to change the atmosphere around me. Yeah. You know, take, well, I, I can't take Claire for a walk, but I can take Walter the Wonder Weaver. <laughs> he's being a very good boy. Yes, he is. It's because he's lying next to me. He's got a cookie and he's happy. And I, on the bench, I have him set up with his own little rug so he can lie on it. <laughs> it's funny. I often wonder what would happen um, if Claire wanted a dog, how that would go down in the Emerson household. I think a dog would be okay. Uh, but it would have to be either a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever, I believe. Hmm. With him. I, I would be curious. We might need to ask us or if, uh, how that would, if that would, uh, I, I actually could see them having cats instead of dogs mm. because I think the cat would be less, uh, well, Claire would like needy. the cat, I, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think if there was going to be a dog in the house, it would have to be a retriever of whatever. And, and Black Lab Lady, Elena, yes. has a lab. Yay on the lab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I had one. We had one for 14 years. It was a beautiful dog. Loved it. Kelly Girl. I had a Kelly also. Kelly Blue. Mm -hmm. and But Kelly Blue was a boy, and he was an Old English sheepdog. So that was my first dog growing up, if you can imagine, a big fluff ball. I, that was, I, had, I was bitten by a, a, a You were bitten by one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my, my Kelly Blue was the sweetest, sweetest disposition. Well, I, I didn't realize the dog was biting me, and, I, oh, and, and this was in the quote-unquote era of hot, of, what are they called? Hot shorts or hot pants, hot pants. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. you know, like, and it was on the back of my thigh and it was this huge bruise. But, Ooh. yeah. But, um, no, and I like sheepdogs. I remember uh, Doris Day and Please Don't Eat the Daisy. They had a big sheepdog. Yes, they did. That's so funny. Yes. Mm -hmm. Elena um, also noted, in addition to um, putting, in a, putting in dibs for having a lab, maybe... Who knows, maybe they could uh, get the lab from you, Black Lab Lady. That's Wouldn't true. that be fun? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be a fun twist to the story? Mm -hmm. um, but she noted, this just continues to remind me why I love SR's writing so much. He truly makes you feel every emotion the character is going through. Not all writers can do this. Mm -hmm. at all, not, not all writers can do this all at the level that SR does completely agree that's true and anna said i see the professor walking a stately great dane like r murphy who is such a gentle giant and would love claire snuggles oh my gosh yes, claire could ride the great dane. oh my gosh they're so so i love them well you know i as much as i love my little walter boo-boo Mm -hmm. I my Kelly was Kelly was the best dog we ever had, and I we've had a few in our lifetime, in our, my lifetime growing up, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. But the other dog I always wanted was a Newfoundland, a big old Newf. We had we had Rosie the Brittany Spaniel too, mm -hmm. after after Kelly. But mm -hmm. I always have a soft spot for old English sheepdogs because well, we I grew I, up. We grew up together. I had Fluff, Fluffy. Mm -hmm. I had we had Plum, Peachy, Aww. um Arrow, and Kelly, and then now Walter. So, so lots and lots sweet. of animals. Yes. Yeah, I I just think that would be interesting if uh, if SR 
writes a book six or, or book five. Listen to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Apologies, SR. Don't mean to be <laughs> pushing it out to book six already. Mm -hmm. um, but if, uh, if SR would do another volume on Gabriel, um, I think it would be fun to see if that's an element of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think a lot of fans have already talked about how much fun they would have watching Claire as a teenager um, torment her father. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I think she, she, she'd get more of the Julia side on that end. Not that Julia tormented anybody. I don't mean it mm. that way. But I, I think Julia was a little bit more down to earth than possibly Gabriel was. <laughs> I just think it could be a lot of fun to mm -hmm, see. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, if they would have uh, additions to their family, you know, I think that would be fun to see too. Mm -hmm. um, and Elena says that she's had over 20 labs in the years. They currently have uh, mate, it's a male, and Maya, and now Mercy, their newest mm -hmm. pup. And she said she'd love to give a lab pup to the Emerson family. I love that. That's so great. And Anna noted Connor the Black Pitbull is also a sweetheart. Baxter the Yorkie is a needy little guy. Oh my gosh. Well, Yorkies well, I, are very needy. They are. Well, I'll, I'll tell you another dog. Other dogs that are super easy. My my friend, uh, ha, my friend Chris has um, two little Shih Tzus. Mm -hmm. And these are little fluffer dogs that just are, they're pretty quiet and they just are snugglers and <laughs> they are geriatric uh, Shih Tzus now. So they're, they sleep a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and the one just scrunches on her back and rolls around and loves to play with toys. And mm -hmm. the other one, the other one who is my Maddie because she's really my dog, not my friends. We have a bond. Um, Maddie well, just likes to get in a little bit of trouble, but she's such a sweetie. Walter. Yeah, Maddie and Lola are their names, and they are the cutest. In fact, on my, I think, is this on my Mixler? I think it is. Maddie is the dog on my Mixler. Huh. Well, Walter. Picture the little, that little black fluff ball next to me that you see, that is little Maddie. Well, Call little, her Maddie Moo. My Walter Boo Boo is combination of Yorkie and Shih Tzu. And the lady who gave me the dog paid $1,200 for the dog. Wow. Uh -huh. And um, when I took Walter to the vet for the first time, they said, oh, he's just a mixed breed. <laughs> wow. I guess she didn't realize. I don't know. She was looking for the designer Shorky. Ah. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, then I guess that's what she got. Yeah, she did. And now I have Walter, and he's the best little boo-boo in the whole wide world, except when he barks. Right, boo-boo? <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, Anna says her friend has two Shih Tzus and three St. Bernards for four kids. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, that's actually, Abe and I always had talked about getting a St. Bernard because we just think they are the cutest, biggest lugs. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love... I love, love, love them. Well, our I, friend has our friend has one, and <laughs> is such a cute, mm -hmm. cute soul. They, in my, uh, Allie just noted that she is a brindle mix. Aw. And uh, they're always fun. Seven or eight years old. Walter is we. Chan. Walter is. How old are you now, Walter? Thirteen. Oh, yeah, and they 13. also have the elders, a 13-year mini Australian mm -hmm. sheep shepherd. <laughs> always fun, always fun. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's so good. Mm -hmm. So what are your big plans for this weekend? Anything? Well, I think, uh, as I noted earlier, before we got on air, I our family traditionally um, always tried to get out of Dodge during mm -hmm. Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that I'm not somewhere else besides my house is making me a little crazy. <laughs> um, true disclosure, I was supposed to be broadcasting live from Rhode Island mm -hmm. um, today. 
Uh, but my dear friend, the owner of said Shih Tzu's, um, actually contracted COVID. So um, I was, we were going to go up with her because mm-hmm. she has a place up there. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> those plans, <laughs> those plans have been void, null and void. So we're, we're doing things around the house. Um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania has an arts fest mm-hmm. at this time every year. So if you're in, um, if you're anywhere near uh, Harrisburg, come downtown and check out the art vendors mm-hmm. and food and all kinds of great music. It's a it's a lovely celebration. So we'll probably check out that. And uh, my colleague, my service disabled veteran uh, colleague, uh, actually is having uh, his pool opening on Sunday. And, nice. Uh, they invited us all, you know, everyone from the office, and they, they're having friends over. So, oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so maybe. I, you know, it depends. It depends mm-hmm. how a lot of things, and it depends on how my mom's doing, and, mm-hmm. you know. So I need some downtime, though, um, and I need some time to do things around the house. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm seeing... Ellie said, we have no firm plans, but I will likely grill on Monday. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe we'll do that, too. Um, Black Lab Lady says, we love all dogs, actually. Just gravitate to labs and beagles. Mm -hmm. My sister-in-law actually rescues pit bulls. I know many folks are afraid of them, but some of her rescues have been the sweetest of dogs. I know my dad had a pit bull um, that was just the sweetest, loviest dog you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Ellie also noted, in addition to the dogs, they have a two-year-old yellow cat, Aslan or Ash, ruling the roost. Mm-hmm. And we have um, of our three, one of our three rats still living, Houdini. <laughs> so you have a menagerie. In fact, um, my friend who's having the pool party has a python named Monty. Oh, jeez. Think Python. about that, right? Mm-hmm. Get it? Monty Python. Yeah. I thought you'd like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I got to tell SR that. I think he'd get a kick out of that. Well, um, is, Isabella has Gabby. Gabby's a corn snake. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And a cat, Melky, named well, after the baseball player, Melky Cabrera. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love that. And uh, why your darn Your darn Yankees beat my Orioles this week, by the way. I'm sorry. Not. We gave you a run, though. We <laughs> pushed did. it a, extra did. innings to do it. You did. but uh, now, And Walter, actually, his full name was Walter Elias Disney. Oh. Because the woman who bought the dog had bought him right after they came back from Disney World. Oh, I love so. that. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, Anna. Anna said years ago, I loved the painted cows in Harrisburg. Yes, we had a huge fundraiser for the Whitaker Center for Science and the Arts called Cal Parade mm-hmm. and that is actually around the time when I was fundraising for the arts so it was a huge undertaking and you still can see some of the cows around town um, they were auctioned off and people bought them businesses bought them quite the fun quite the fun project and I know a lot of other communities uh, do that with various different uh, animals in uh, mm-hmm. Lewis Delaware, there were dolphins, I think, or was it Rehoboth? Somewhere in the Delaware shore, there were dolphins, and I've seen, I've seen, I think, fish down in, in Maryland, mm-hmm. well, I know Baltimore. A, a painted uh, cow. When I drive through uh, Roxborough or Pontiac, and they have one which is a town close by. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> somebody in some other front lawn. Yeah. I know that uh, they've Elena, done a lot of them. They have. It's it's a it is a great way to 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 raise funds. And also, I'm a big believer and supporter of public art, so that's a great thing to do. Elena saying we have a plant sale for our church here on my property next Saturday, actually. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to listen to the next podcast after the fact. So I'll be potting plants for the rest of the day from my flower beds. Oh my Very gosh! Nice. You Very know, nice. if I was up in Rhode Island. I would have driven up to Maine to uh, to uh, help support your church and pick up some plants. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. Anna saying, "Absolutely no snakes." That's a little t- Indiana Jones of you, there, Anna. That's <laughs> what I keep telling Isabel. I said, "You can bring Milky anytime you want." 
but no snakes. <laughs> Sorry, Gabby cannot come. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And Ellie's saying, oh, Monty, I think was also the name of the, her, the, her uncle that had snakes. <laughs> oh, or no, no, of the uncle that had snakes in the series of unfortunate events. Love the Lemony Snicket books. Oh my gosh. That's, so does you know what? I, that's, and that's very clever. I could see the author doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read a book this week that um, I love when authors kind of do little nods to characters that they love. Um, I was reading a book from Lucy Score called Things We Never Got Over. Highly recommend, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just found out Lucy Score is uh, native in lives in my town. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Lucy score is not her real name. That's her pen name. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the characters who was really, um, not a great guy, um, for for obvious reasons was named Warner. Mm -hmm. And I asked when we had our book club this week, uh, do you know if, uh, Lucy wrote Warner, uh, as a nod to, uh, legally blonde (laughs) and the, (laughs) And uh, Elle's uh, boyfriend, who uh, dumped her in Legally Blonde, and she said yes, because he 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 read very much like that character, and I just it made me laugh because the way she wrote wrote it was good. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So Anna's also saying she wishes that you were in Rhode Island; it would be special, and she thinks. It may be time for a road trip for you and I to go up to visit with her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We may have Elena. to take a second mortgage for the gas. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to do a road trip up to Maine. That would be fun. And that's that's I've done. I've done the drive up to Midcoast and you're not you're not up to Midcoast. You're you're not that far. So my my drive to Midcoast was about nine hours and yeah. I broke it up. We did. We stopped in New York and stayed a night, and then we drove up and stayed in Boston for a night, and then went up. So mm-hmm. that could be a lot of fun. That could be I'd a lot be of down. fun. I'd, and I'd Anna definitely. said, Anna noted there's a plant sale for our local library just a few few blocks from my house. We'll take a walk and with the garden wagon later. Oh, I love that. That'll mm-hmm. be. And are you going to go to the bakery, Anna? <laughs> I still think about that place. I need to get out to Western PA and <laughs> find it. We, um, yeah, I may be going to the Devon Horse Show today. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Mm. And I'm laughing because my nurse Brenda is telling, just stay hydrated. Absolutely. And, and have plenty of salt <laughs> on hand. <laughs> Will do, nurse Brenda. Oh, Brenda, you are... You are such a gift. I, I can't even begin to thank you enough for what you and Elizabeth did that night. And of course, Elena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. Yes, Oakmont Bakery. That's the name of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I hope you all have. I know we're past time and we kind of wandered off after yes. uh, finishing the chapter. But, um, oh, I see... I see someone else read Lucy's score. Um, Anna said, I love Lucy's scores by a thread, especially Sebastian York's audio. Mm, I didn't realize Sebastian York did read some of hers. That would be good. This was the first book I read by Lucy's score. And mm-hmm. she's written a boatload of books. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to have discovered this new author. I'm going to read more. And she has a whole series based in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. Um, where she actually references real places. So if you read those books, um, know that she's actually referencing places. And, and as she describes them, they were, they were saying at the book discussion, they said, yeah, and she's discussing, you know, going to the farmer's market and finding the stand. And it's right next to, she said they, she actually listed them in order. So she also like SR does her research mm-hmm. and, um, will write things um, based on what she what she sees. So that's very good. Yes. So I so what are we uh, what are we having what are we uh, heading out with him? What are we heading out with? Uh, let's see. How about a little Credence Clearwater with Born on the Bayou? Just for Uh-oh. you, Brenda. <laughs> Thinking of you, Brenda. And Annette too if you're listening somewhere offline. 
Yes, Brenda's saying y'all have an amazing weekend and have a nice Memorial Day for those who celebrate. Please remember why we are able to celebrate it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you, thank you. And Uh, Cheryl's saying she loves Sebastian York. He is a fan fave. His voice is phenomenal. So take care, everyone. Have a good weekend, ladies. We'll see you next week.